Good evening. I hope you're all doing well. <laughs> Today we're learning Maseches, Sota Daf Lamed Vav, and Lamed Zayin Amid Aleph. As you can see, Lamed Vav Amid Beis is, uh, is a large blot, large Amud. All of this is Agarita, so we're going to uh, try and move at a quick pace so we can get out of here at a, at a regular time. For those who need to make the 9.30 Marv, I hope to make it there as well. The Gemara starts on the top line of Lamed Vav Amid Aleph. On that day when the Jews crossed the Yardin, a lot of miracles happened. Number one, over Yisrael is a Yardin, and how did they travel? Yes, or me, Shishim Mil. They traveled in some way where they were taking up Shishim Mil worth of space. That's massive. That's like a 60 mile, about a 60 mile train worth of people. None of the nations of the world, no individuals could stand up to this entourage of people. Anyone who tried to stand up to the people, their bowels instantly released. Everything was a disaster. That's a pasuk. And Rashi points out Bahamosi, third line of Rashi, the Ramaskal Bahamosi, Lashon, Mahuma Virbu Baguf, Umashabisoko. It messes everything up on the insides. This is not a good time to mess with the Jews. They've got God as the wind in their sails. Everything is great. And the Omer that there was a lot of fear that the nations felt as the Jewish people were on their way. And finishing off that Pasuk is Ad Yavoram Hashem So here we have a Drasha, Zubia Rishona, Ad Yavoram Zukanisa, Zubia Shnia. Take a look at another two Rashis on the fourth line of the page, Zubra Maschal Bia Rishona, that's Bimei Yoshua. Bia Shnia was Bimei Ezra by the return for the Beis Amikdash. So this happened multiple times where the Jewish people had a little bit of clout. It seems to be, if you're going to make this drush of Ad Yavoram Hashem, Ad Yavoram Zukanisa, one's talking about Yoshua and one is talking about. Ezra, if that's true, then it should have been the case that there were, were equal miracles by uh, by the times of Ezra, but that wasn't the case. And the Gemara says, because there are chatoim that had taken place. Machlokas in the Girsa and Rashi, if we're talking about Averas and Chatoim that took place during Bais Rishon or during Bais Sheni. That's a little bit of a Girsa challenge there. But nevertheless, there were Averas that prevented the miraculous nature of the travel of Ezra. Whereas during the times of Yoshua, the travels were miraculous. And then, more miracles. Third of the way down, they got stones. They built a Mizbech and they put lime there to make it all stick together. As we already spoke about yesterday, did they write it above the Sid? Did they write it on top of the Sid? We've already spoken about the fact that Be'er Hetev is a reference to the fact that the Torah was written in languages that everyone could understand. They ate and they drank and they were happy. And they got the brachos and close and hagrizim and hareval. Then they dismantled the avanim. They took down the stones and they brought them and they put them in Gilgal. You're going to bring them with you. And you're going to place them where you're going to sleep. In this drasha, we've already seen. Wait one second. Maybe they had to dismantle the stones every time they moved camps. Says the Gemara, no, Talmud Omar, halfway down, only tonight. So one time movement and the stones were moved until Gilgal and they stayed there. And the Pasuk also reads, another raya that the stones were moved from the initial Mizbech that, were, that was built right after they crossed into the Arden. For those who uh, like bugs, the Gemara says, Tana tzira lo This particular bug called the tzira did not go with him. In modern Hebrew, tzira is a wasp, um, and that's not what we're talking about. Says the Gemara, the tzira did not come with him. Vilo, is that true? 
That's not got <laughs> an explicit pasuk. Amr of Shimon ben Lakish. Answer number one. Al Sfas Yardin Omda. These bugs, they kind of created like a line right at the west, at the east side of the Jordan River. The Zarka Behen Mara, and they sprayed some type of venom. The Simsa Milamala, and for all of the nations of the land, they were blinded at the top of their body. The Sirsasan Milamata, and they were made sterile. They were not no longer able to have children in the bottoms of their body. They were as tall as cedar trees, and they were as strong as other trees. I ruined the fruits above, reference to their eyes. And I ruined the roots below, namely, they were no longer able to have children. So that was one way to answer the Tzira question, is that, you know, they were there, but they were just at the Jordan. They sprayed their venom and zehu. But the Gemara says, 10 lines from the bottom, there are different types of bugs. We know this now, kingdom, phylum, species, I don't remember what all of them are, but there's a lot of bugs. Just depends. The bugs of, of Moshe did not cross over. So when the Pusik says that they did cross over, that was talking about Yoshua. Nevertheless, there was a particular bug that was involved in the miracles of the day. The very first of the very long lines on Lamed Baba Meralev, we have a Pasuk that needs a little bit of drasha. We said, Shisha Shvatim Alu So there were six Shvatim, one on each mountain, with some on Hargrizim, some on Harival. And we spoke about the uh, the concentric rings on the ground between the two, which was the Aaron in the middle, the Kohanim surrounding them, and the Levim surrounding them. We're going to get into a lot more details. What's difficult is that the Pasuk said, Vehachetio, not Vichetio, but Vehachetio, the half. The hay is a specific hay. It's hey, how you do. I know what's going on. I'm talking about a specific group of people. That's what the Pasuk seems to imply. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. The same distinctions as we have here with people in Har Grizim and Har Eval, the six Shvatim that were on one. They were on the, we write right to left. What do we do? We write right to left. So they were on the right breast. And then the uh, other six were on the other stone on the breast of the Kohen, on the on the Ephod. Says the Gemara, that's not true. Not according to any Tanayim. Where do we see that that's not true? Meisve, the Bryce writes, There were two um, beautiful uh, gemstones on the shoulders of the Kohen Gadol. Achas Mikan, Achas Mikan, one on the right, one on the left. And there all 12 names of the Shvatim were put there. And says the Gemara that later in this passage, it says the word Shnia. And I'll just read it inside so we have the right context. It says the word Shenis next to Soldosam. So it says the Gemara, Shenia Kitsoldosam, Vilorishona Kitsoldosam, Neshuda Mukta. The second half of the six brothers, they were on the left stone. But when it came to the right stone, Yehuda was first and out of order. It should be Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. It was Yehuda, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, and continued. The first one was out of order. So this definitely doesn't work according to our approach in the Gemara of Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Bechule on one, and this, the last six, and it wasn't in order because Yehuda was out of order. And this first shita continues. We'll come back to this later today. There were 50 letters of the Shvatim, Evan Zu, Evan Zu, 25 on each. Wonder what that was all about in the uh, 
Kabbalistic literature. Let's continue. All of that was Shita number one. So this Tana doesn't work for our breakdown of which Shvatim are in Har Grizim and which Shvatim are in Har Eval. Because according to approach number one of this Tana, the first of the uh, of the stones of the Choshen was out of chronological order. Yehuda was first because he was Yehuda. We'll speak about that more too. Achshon ben Aminadav is today's Gemara. He jumped into the waters. So the Gemara says that Shita number one is to why our Gemara makes no sense. And Reb Chanina ben Gamliel, Omer, turning to the top of Lamed Bava Medbez, he says, no. It is not broken down the way that it's written in Chumash HaPekudim, which is um, Sefer Bamidbar. And there, uh, it, it, the Pesukim speak, speak that out. That's not how it was. Rather, how it's written in Sefer Shmos. Take a look at Rashi, the third Rashi on the page, third, I should say the third line on the page, and if you look there, it says, and if that's the right way to do it. So, Ketzad, how did it lay out? It wasn't actually in perfect order. And the children of Leah were in order. They went by the mothers, right? There's four mothers who had children. So the children of Leah were in order. According to this, that says that the children of Rachel were split up. And the children of the Shvachos were put in between. Well, what does he do with the fact that the Pasuk says, says the Gemara, no, it's not to say chronology, it's to say the way that Yaakov referred to his son's names, but not the way that Moshe did. What did Moshe do when he referred to the Shvatim? Um, so he said, Reuven below Reuveni. Right, Yaakov said Reuven, but when Moshe referred to Reuven, he said Reuveni, Shimon velo Shimoni, Don velo Hadoni, God velo Hagodi. To Yufta, to Rav Kahana, to Yufta, all of these these two shitas in this brisa completely conflict with the opinion of Rav Kahana, who wanted to say that the names are all in chronological order. In of Shach, they weren't because Tana number one said Yehuda was first on the first stone, and Tana number two said it wasn't organized by chronology at all; it was organized by mothers, and therefore there's no way that you could be right, Rav Kahana. What then is That's what we started with. We thought was chronological order, but nobody in the Tanaim seems to agree with that. So therefore, the Gemara says, Just telling us that there were actually more physical people on Hargrizim than there were on Har-Eval. Why is that? Because Levi, we had Kohanim and Levi, more part of Shev Levi, who, as we spoke about, were down in the middle. Says the Gemara, no, that makes no sense. Adiraba. Bibnesha Levi Lamata Batrilu. Levi was on Hargrizim. So if you have the Leviim on Hargrizim, and a lot of the Kohanim and Leviim are not there, but they're down in the middle on the bottom, then Hargrizim should be lower in number. Why are you saying that if Levi's there, it's greater in number? That makes no sense. Your math is off. It says the Gemara, um, Adiraba, that's not correct. Hachi Kamar says the Gemara, 12 lines down, quarter of the way down. Remember that Yosef didn't get his own Shevet, but Ephraim and Menasheh were the ones who got the tribe. So there were un, it was it was uh, disproportionate because Yosef was one person, but there were two tribes there. So there were more people in uh, on Hargrizim. So even though it's true that the, the Levim were slightly fewer because of the uh, the whole uh, Tekes that was happening down between Hargrizim and Har Eval, but the number still makes sense. Shinemar by Dabru Ben Yosef as Yoshua Lemor Maduan Asatan Nachla Gor Lechad Bechevel Echad Vani Am Rav I'm a very large people. Yoshua said, Why'd you give such small portions to Ephraim and Menashe? By Yomer Alein Yoshua Im Am Rava to Alei Lechayi Ora, go to the forest. Why did Yoshua 
tell Yosef to go to the forest. You need to go hide all of your people in the yar, in the forest. Because you need to avoid ayin hara. Rabbi Francis gave a shir here last year about the mitzvah of tzitzis. And he pointed out that one of the great effects of tzitzis is that they protect us from ayin hara, which is a beautiful thing. Discussions in postgim, what do you do at night? You take a shower, you want to put on your tzitzis again, but it's if it's or not, you're supposed to make a bracha. I've heard some postgim say you should not put on your tzitzis again after tzitzis, after shkia, because of suffix brachos. That's a shaila in postgim. Okay, fine. But we should try to wear tzitzis whenever we can. It's not about pottering ourselves. It's about protecting us from heart. This doesn't, isn't reference here, but I'm just adding it here because it is discussed in general. Amrulay, they said no. Zar Yosef lo The children of Yosef, they are not subject to the effects of inabisha of ein hara. Ben Poras Yosef ben Poras ali ein. Famous Yosef Kardunersan. Meaning they're above the eye, and that's one reason as to why they shouldn't be concerned. Rabbi Yosef Reb Chanina Amar. He says, Mehacha. No, we learn about uh, the lack of Ayin Hara from another place. Just like fish of the sea, the water covers them and there is no Ayin Hara when it comes to fish. Very interesting, Gemara, how they, uh, how they got out of it. Um, okay, that's what the Gemara says. So a whole bunch of stuff going on here. Then the Gemara goes back to that Brisa. We had quoted the Brisa in the beginning of the day today to ask Akasha and Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana thought that Har Grizim and Har Eval were in perfect sequential chronological order, Ruvain at the top and Binyamin at the bottom, but that really wasn't that way. <coughs> and then that first Shita quoted Hani Chamishim Osios, that there were 50 letters in the names. It says the Gemara, that's not true. Chamishim And it's actually 50 minus one. There's really only 49 letters on the two stones that were on the Chosh, on the Ephod. Don't worry, Yosef. There we see a reference to Yosef where he has an extra letter in his name. So 49 plus one is 50. All is well and good. Says the Gemara, Mask of the Nachman you can't say that. It has to be Kosoldo Sambaina. It has to be the name that was given to him. That's got to be the name that's put on the Ephod. It can't just be that you found one spot where we added a hey to his name. His name was Yosef, not Yehosef. So therefore, we're back down to 49. Ella says the Gemara, you're right. It wasn't in Yosef. It's written without the second Yud. Binyamin is written with one Yud and not two. But Binyamin Shalim. Really, his name was actually Binyamin. With both yuds, and look at the beauty of this pasuk. His father actually called him Binyamin with two yuds. What does that mean in pronunciation? Probably nothing. But for the sake of our pasuk, it actually makes a big difference. Yosef, who was Mikade Shem Shamayim in the story with Eshes Potiphar, which we're going to go into detail right now about momentarily, he gets an extra letter in his name. And Yehuda, Shekide Shem Shamayim Bifarhesia, Yehuda, who was Mikade Shem Shamayim in public, Nikra Kulo Al Shemo Shalakodesh Baruchu, his whole name is a Kodesh Baruchu's name, but with a dollar. It's Yud. Hey, Vav, insert Dalit. And hey, it's really all of a Kodesh Baruch's name. By the way, we had this Gemara previously. Does anyone remember? What did we say then was Yehuda's thing before Hesia that he did? Had to do with Tamar. The Gemara here gives a different response in regards to Yehuda, which is Machlokas and Sugets as to what was the reason as to why he earned the Yud Kei Vav Kei in his name. Let's go through both the story of Yosef and the story of Yehuda. Yosef will take... That's how they say that he got the Yeah. 
But, but we had said that the Yud K Vav K in Yehuda's name was because it was Mikadashim Shemaim Gefar Hesia, which was when he said that Tamar was Tzadkami Meni. She was right. The babies are for me. That's what the Gemara had said earlier. So I was expecting that when I got to the, right. this part right. of the sugya. But in the ver the, what really, as we'll soon see, is it was that it was Nachshon Ben Aminodo. He made a huge Kiddush Hashem. Okay, we'll get there soon. He does, but it's odd because it's really not, it's not the same thing. I didn't look into the Rishonim, but I'm sure there's I'm sure there's an answer. I don't know what it is. I'm sure there's something. Yosef and Yosef did this himself, credited. You think the parallel would be Yehuda did something himself, not his descendants. Yeah, that Rabbi Resnick uh, highlighted that question. Yeah, no. He didn't ask it as a question. He said that unlike Yosef, this wasn't actually Yehuda, it was one of his descendants, but there are questions. Yeah. The, the more I'll be I'll, I'll be your Hasidic Sharaf for the day and I'll tell you but it, because the Tata was such a tzaddik, Nachshon ben Aminad was such a tzaddik. So uh, I'm back to my Litvish ways. Let's go. <laughs> Says the Gemara halfway down. Yosef Maihi. What was the story with Yosef where he was where he was gonna have earned himself this extra letter hey because he was Makadashim Shemaim Vesaser? Says the Gemara Melachto. He had come to the house to do his work. Oh, that really Yosef was ready to violate this aver with Eshes Potiphar. By the way, look at the top tosos, gorgeous, gorgeous diuk in the pasuk. The top tosos says lasos tarochav nire mishum dehotziu balashon bia vayavo habaisa kadaik nami to lasos tarochav nichnas. When it says vayavo, which also has a connotation of intimacy, so therefore the language it's beautiful. Just it, it's so mashman the pasuk. And I'm not saying there's other words. I'm just saying it's a. One of the billions of Ramazim that you'll find in Chumash. This is just one. Okay. Says the Gemara, No, he's just coming to work. One of them says, Normally, is a language to go to the bathroom. This is a euphemistic, very delicate language to reference that he was willing to participate in this Avera. Says the Gemara, the Pasuk had said, What's going on here? How could the house be empty? You've got a, a billionaire king. He's got every, he's got everything under the sun in his house. Why is that? Why is his house empty? I'll tell you why. It was one of their holidays. Everyone was going to go do their uh, their avodah She says, uh, I'm not feeling well. She stayed home. Umrah, she argued to herself in her brain, just quietly. This day is absolutely perfect. Nobody's in the house, just me and Yosef. She grabs him by the clothes. And remember, he was a willing participant up until this point. So the moment that she grabbed his clothes, what happened? Says the Gemara, not just that he conceptualized it, right? he actually, I don't know, project, I don't know, and there's something's happening here. Like he, he sees his father's image. And even more than what we're used to hearing about in day school is the actual dialogue that the Dumosti Yukno that his father said to him, Amar lo, Yosef, I see in the future that your name is one of the names that will be carved into the Ephod. Come on, you want to be that guy who's the shepherd who's with the Zonos? Yeah, that can't happen. We got to get rid of that. 
The shepherd with the zonos, he's going to lose everything. Miyad immediately, Yosef was mischazek, vateshev be'etan kashto, amar of Yochanan mishum reb meir, sheshava kashto le'esano. This is a euphemism as well for a kishui that he had returned to normal and was no longer going to violate any averos. Do you have a question? I thought you were raising your hand. Okay. And then famously, the Gemara says, we have Yadav, that there were, this is not what the Pasuk means in context, but it's what it means here, that Zera came out of his fingers, He put his hands into the ground as he was fighting his Yetzirah, and Sheikh Zera emanated from all 10 fingers. We'll see that the number 10 is critical in a moment. Um, the Pasuk says, What was it that caused Yosef to still have his name carved into the Avne Ephod? It was his father, near that was that was the turning point for him where he became a row, he became a shepherd. So we see that Yosef uh, was now on the straight and narrow. Tanya, the Brysa writes, Really, Yosef should have been Zochet to 12 children just like his father was. The Pasuk says it's a very strange phraseology um, where Yaakov and Yosef are written right next to one another. And that's the Toldos. That's a generation. It's just like Yaakov had 12. Yosef should have had 12. And uh, who ended up uh, having 12 children? Binyamin did. And by the way, how many children did Yosef have? Two. Two. So he was supposed to have 12. But Zerah came out of 10 fingers. And 12 minus 10 is two. I didn't, I, I'm presuming that's what's happening in the Gemara. I did not see that anywhere. But it seems bepashtus what's happening. Because Binyamin, who is not involved in this Avera, that's what the Gemara means. He did have 12 kids. And he named all of the kids in honor of Yosef. Says the Gemara Shinema Rashi does sort of say it. Sort of. Also in the Surah Shapir, Yosef, that's a false. And then he laughed. Where are you looking? Which Tibur Amasu? Be'afutsu. Oh. Osan Asarash. Yes, but that's speaking about the transference to Binyamin. It's not, it's not, I, I think, I think it's, I think it's right still. Yeah, I think it's right still. It wasn't Mufurash in, uh, in, in Rashi and it wasn't spoken about in Tosfos. Okay. And Binyamin, who did have 12 Shvatim, he named the kids after Yosef. Yosef was swallowed by the nations. He was a viceroy of Egypt. Of course, he was amongst the people. That Yosef was the Bukhor to his mother. Who had made him captive. He lived in, in huts and in inns along the way. What does that mean? He was a beautiful person. These are two people. Who he's my oh, he's my brother and he's older than I am. Mupim v'chupim, rough names to have in elementary school, especially if you're twins. Says the Gemara. I don't know if they were twins or not. Still rough names to have in elementary school. This is the eights I give people. Rabbi, what should we name our children? We want. I always give them the following. You should not be giving your kids names at no one. It was like the family that made a rule. There must be an X in every name of every child that I have. This mamish. But did he have a Uvda? That is what a family told me. Where did they go? So for the girl, they named her A-V-Z, A-V-I-X-A-I. And for the boy, they named him Tzaden, T-X-A-D-E-N. 
בהצלחה. I don't know what it is. I just feel bad for them. Okay. It says the Gemara, Mupen v'chupen hu lo ra'a b'chupasi v'ani lo ra'isi b'chupasi. They didn't make it to each other's weddings. The name ve'er sh'yara l'bein umos ha'olam. Very unique that this is similar to the first one. And therefore, ikad amri ve'er does not mean that, but rather shepan of doman l'vered. He had a beautiful complexion, a rose-colored complexion. And uh, end of that story. Well, end part of that story. Amar of Chia Bar Abba, ten lines from the bottom. Amar of Yochanan, B'Shosh Amar Lo Par Leosuf B'Biladecha Lo Yarim Ishes Yado. He said, "No, you're in charge. No one can lay, can raise a finger without you, Yosef." That's what Paro had said to Yosef. Amru Istagnine Paro sounds like a little bit of jealousy. Evet Shalachu Rabo Be'Esrim Kesef Tamshi Lehu Aleinu. This guy, he's worth twenty shekel. He's the guy who's now going to rule over all of us. So uh, Omar Lahen, this is like the new age CEO. He says, Genuni Malchus and Irovo. I see the character traits of Malchus in this guy. I, you can say he was the janitor. I don't care what you say. He's got some. Huh? Oh, I thought you were going for the Matt Damon movie where he was a janitor with the math, but okay. Yours is probably better than that. It's really the same. That what? Oh, yeah, with the ponytail. It's like a schmuck story. Yeah. Yeah, your story is still better than mine because yours is, is religious. Yeah. That's what he said. Paro was like, "What am I supposed to do? I know, I know, he was, uh, he wasn't a valuable slave financially, but he was showing tremendous merit." So Amrulo in Ken, yeah, hey, Yodav Shivim Lashon. The people said, "Well, if he's so chashiv, we should know Shivim Lashon." So Ba Gavriel v'lim do Shivim Lashon. It's Rosetta Stone of old. Gavriel comes down, teaches him seventy languages, but Lo Havakagamar, his brain had a, he had a block; he couldn't remember everything. So then. Then he added the hey, and that removed the block, and he learned 70 languages in one night. And then after the parentheses, five lines from the bottom, it says, At that next morning, Paro was like, well, we're going to test him. Let's try Latin. Let's try Russian. Let's try Hebrew. Let's try everything. Well, he couldn't try Hebrew, as we'll see soon, but he tried a lot of other languages, and everything. Yosef knew how to respond. And then Yosef tried one on him. Ah, he's, he's testing the limits with his boss. So it says the Gemara, So Yosef started talking in Hebrew, Paro was befuddled. He had no idea what the language was. So Amarle Agmare, please teach me. Teach me Hebrew. So he taught him, but he couldn't learn it. Right? Sometimes you get that kind of student. You know, you're trying your best. They, you're doing your best, and you you miss each other. So so Paro couldn't learn the language, but uh, but Paro was a big uh, insensitive Balgaiva. So he says, please make me a promise that you will never tell anyone that I don't that I couldn't learn Hebrew." So says the Gemara. So Yosef made a shvua. Oh, this shvua is going to make a make for a very important historical piece and psukim to follow. He went over to Yosef, went over to Paro to say that his father had died and he wanted to go take care of him, and his father had made a shvua. So Paro said, "No, you can't leave work nine to five, forty hours a week." I know how this works. Go to your bezdin and have them undo, have them undo the shvua that you made to go take care of your father. No, you're staying at work. So he said, it's kind of a problem, uh, Mr. Paro, because if I undo that shvuah, if I, if I undo my shvuah for my father, what's also going to happen is my shvuah for you about telling everyone about Hebrew is also going to dissolve, which means I'm putting up some flyers that you can't learn Hebrew. So then, even though Paro didn't want to do this, fine, fine, just go. It's like, okay, you can have some PTO. Perfect. All of that was Yosef. That's why. Personal time off. Yeah, personal time off. <laughs>
Paid. Is it paid? Personal? Paid. 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 I thought it was personal. I literally, I think I just used that today in an email and I thought I knew what it meant. Okay. How are we what? It wasn't shared. Oh, how are we discussing it? <laughs> wow. What was the presentation of this? How, where did this come up? Who said the... Uh, is this a brysa? It's Rebchia. It's Rebchia. Rav Yochanan was telling this. He must have gotten it from the Pesukim. You're 100% right. I, it didn't even cross my mind. We're reading the story about impossibilities. That's 100% correct. Great question, Stan. <laughs> but I feel like it's... I, I know your question is great. I just, The answer has to be simple. Yeah, there has sure. to be something. I just don't know what... It, dying, who cares? Maybe it had a limit. Man, I know we got to come up. Beautiful. That's great. So he said Yehuda, who was Mekadashem Shemayim Bifarhesia, he got Yud Kevavke in his name, and that's his whole name minus the Dalit. So, by the way, just stum, but when you're spelling a Kodesh Baruch Hu's name letter by letter, the post can write when you say the name Yud Kevavke, you can say Yud Hey Vav, but then you have to interrupt with a word before the letter Hey. So some people say, well, Yud Hey Vav and Hey, something like that, just to interrupt to spell it out fully is not allowed. I presume the same is true with Adnus, but all the smaller names are not like that. So you can say Aleph Lamed, that's okay, but you can't spell Yud Kevavke directly. That's what's like. Yehuda? Yeah, he did have the same name before. So Kodesh Baruch Hu, uh, it's really, I mean, your question is better than my answer. Correct. So this is almost like a secondary, uh, worked out nicely. Or a Kodesh Baruch Hu was uh, Megal Gale. He, he built the world that way. Yeah, the Racha Kodesh piece. Because maybe from from infancy, the way Kodesh Baruch Hu created him is that he was the kind of person who was going to be, he was a Yehuda. Right? Yehuda is a character trait. Great question. So the Gemara says, Yehuda Mahi, what did he do to Tanya? Hayar of Meir Omer, this first sheet that doesn't answer our question, as we'll see. Kshaamdu Yisrael al Hayam, when the Jews were standing by the water, they were fighting with one another. Zeh Omer, Ani Yoreit Chilal Yam. Every Shevet was saying, I'll go in first. Zeh Omer, Ani Yoreit Chilal Yam. And Kofat Shifto Shal Bin Yomen, Briar Liam Chila. Really, Shevet Bin Yomen jumped in first. Shene Amar. Because the Pasik says, Sham bin Yamin Seir Rodam, Altikri Rodam Ella Raid Yam. They went down into the water. Vayusari Yehuda, Rogmanosam, yikes, they started picking up some rocks, throwing them in the direction of Bin Yamin because they wanted to go first. And Amar, Sari Yehuda, Ragam Tam. That's why when it came to the actual Kodesh HaKodashim, and even though we know that Har Habayas was split between Yehuda and Bin Yamin, but the little alcove that was cut out for Binyamin had Harabayas on it, had uh, the Kodesh HaKodashim on it. So Reb Meir holds that it's because of this, because they jumped in the water first. Uh, in between the shoulders of his brother, in between Yehuda, that's when he got Bezochet to have Kasha on the Brisa. And that may be why we have the next opinion. That's why Binyamin said it was Binyamin's Kasha, so he's like, forget these <laughs> it's true, but why was anyone talking? Like, just go. Let's just walk into the water. I like your question. Wait, 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 wait. It's also interesting for Kafat, which is a little more of a more action type jump. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. It's sort of the word jump, not just that they went in. Yeah, it's actually used by. Had almost right. so, like he skipped the line. Right, right. 
Well, Yehuda should have been upset because they were the first name on the Choshen, as we just discussed. So they'd probably be like, listen, what are you doing? It should be us. Yeah, so it's the youngest and the most powerful against one another. Okay, your question's good, but maybe that's why the next Shita argues with this one. So Rameir says, Binyamin jumped in first, and Lamazai and Amadal have six lines down. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. He said, you got the story wrong. No, no, no. I'm not going in there. I'm not going in there. This is like standing outside of the Arizal's Mikvah. Uh-uh. You, you, you go first, and then let's see if you come out on the other side, and then we'll discuss. Finally, Raid am el, and then raid meaning went went into the water. But all of mefarish be kabbalah and kabbalah in this particular frame of reference is a reference to Tehillim. When Nachshon Aminada went in the water, he said, "Hoshiani Elokim kibo maimad nafesh tovati bivain mitzulav ein mamad." I have nothing to hold on to. This is me risking my life. I'm jumping in. And also the next pasuk says, "Al tish teveni shibolas mayim ba'al tavli any mitzulah." Don't let me drown in the water. Moshe was like, "Oh my gosh, this is crazy." He is davening. Look at what HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to him. Amr lo HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Yedidai tovim bayam ve'ata marach betfilo lefanai. What a beautiful, what a beautiful Gemara. Yes, you have to daven. But Bishas Misa, I need you doing things. I don't want you davening right now. Get up. But even Moshe didn't know what to do. Amr lefanai, ribona shalolam, umabi yodilasos, what do you want me to do? Do I look like a miracle worker? Kodesh Baruch was like, kind of, actually. You've got the vibe here. You've done all of these different things already. Stick it in the water. Go do something when he's sitting here praying for. This is not the right time. Because of this one step, Shevet Yehuda would always be the Moshe, the Moshe, the Memshalah. That's when Yehuda was the Kacho, Yisrael, Mamshalosav, he became the ruler. Because he jumped into the water. One person. That's the character of Yehuda, is to be strong. That's his character. With what? Very good. I don't know. I don't know. We have to talk about Shevet Levi a little bit more. We already saw there was some people from Shevet Levi were on Hargrizim and some were down at the bottom. So the Gemara wants to know how Levi was all split up. Tanya, the Bryce Arrives, two thirds of the way down, will stop three lines from the bottom of the page. They can't be that all of Shevet Levi was down at the bottom by the Arun because some were up there. They can't all be up on Har Grizim. We know some were down there. I saw Ketzad. How did it work out? Three-way Machlok has Tanoim. Says, Only the elders of the Kahuna and Levia, which are all Shevet Levi, were down by the Arun. Then everybody else was up there. No, that, that was Shita 1. Rabbi Yoshia says, No, Omer, that's all of the men, 30 to 50, who were Levim and Kohanim. Everyone else was up there, not the Zakanim. Rabbi Omer, you guys got it all wrong. You didn't just get the Levim wrong, you got Har Grizim and Har Eval all wrong. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Omer, Elu Elu, Lamata Hin Omdin. All of them were down there. They were down looking up at the mountains. 
they would all turn and face one direction, that's our grizim. Then they would say their thing, Baruch uh, and then Amen. And then they clap a Eva, it says, wait one second. You want to say they weren't on the mountain? My al. It says they were on the mountain. Al har grizim al har eva. It says the Gemara al b'samuch. Sometimes the word al means next to and not literally on. Kidatanya. We have a brisa. Benasata al hamareches levonazaka that we use frankincense. It was used for a part of the process of the lechem aponim, but it wasn't actually put on the lechem aponim. It was put in between them on the on the shulchan itself. So what do we see from here? The word al hamareches is inaccurate. It's not really on the lechem. It's on the side. Rebbe Omer as well. Al besamuch ata Omer al besamuch leinuela al mamish. Maybe al means on and not literally uh, what not what what it literally sounds like and not next to show Omer besakosa al haaron that the paroches was put over the aron. Well, in the Kodesh Hakodashim, the paroches wasn't directly on top of the aron. We know that we know what the dimensions of the room were. We learned about this in full detail. We. Maybe two parts of a curtain, whatever we were discussing over there. Omer al It must therefore be that al means next to and not on. And therefore, it could well be that no one was on these mountains and they were all standing in between. They would look up at Har Grizim for the Brachos, look up at Har Evel for the Klalos, and Shalom Yisrael. We'll stop right here, pick up on Shabbos at an hour before Mincha, I think it's 624. Wishing you all a beautiful night.